Cortland Computer Services presents the Baseball Lifer Podcast. Well, hi everybody, Don Wardlow here, your Baseball Lifer in Residence. Boy, what a week we've had this week. First of all, you had the wrap-up of the College World Series. Saturday night, LSU won the first game over Florida. Sunday was a demolition by the Florida Gators. 24-4. to They broke every record for runs scored in the College World Series, even going back to the old days when it was played at Rosenblatt Stadium, which gave up a lot more runs than the current ballpark does. And then Monday night, LSU turned back around and stomped Florida 18-4 to in the final game. Florida got ahead 2-0 in the first inning of that Monday night game, the third game of the series. But LSU got rolling. They had a 10-2 to lead by the bottom of the fourth. And by the time I bailed out, it was Still 10-2, and it was uh, seventh-inning stretch time. But they won it by an 18-4 to final. So LSU has won the Baseball College World Series for the first time since 2009. And that goes with LSU's women's basketball team winning their championship back at the beginning of April. So that would normally be enough for a week. But on Wednesday night, the Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman pitched the 24th perfect game in the history of baseball. He pitched it for the Yankees, beating the Oakland A's 11 to nothing. Now, here's the twist. The Oakland A's television color commentator is Dallas Braden. And back in 2010, Dallas Braden himself pitched a perfect game. And so he is the first man to throw a perfect game and then to become a broadcaster and broadcast a perfect game. And you know, it could have been David Cohn. David Cohn pitched a perfect game for the Yankees in 1999, but he did not choose to make the trip to Oakland or else he would have been the one in the record book for throwing a perfect game and broadcasting one. But he did not make the trip and Dallas Braden gets the record. And now you're going to hear a Baseball Lifer exclusive from 2010. You're going to hear some sound from the end of Dallas Braden's perfect game. He was pitching it for the Tampa Bay Rays in Oakland against the Oakland A's. And Ken Korak is your broadcaster. And then you're going to hear from Wednesday night, you're going to hear the end of Domingo Herman's perfect game with the Oakland A's TV commentators Johnny Dosco on play-by-play and Dallas Braden on color. And I did some editing so you'd hear as much of Dallas Braden as I could arrange. Following that, we're going to break for a commercial from our sponsor, Cortland Computer Services. Keep it where you got it. Deep in the box, a slightly open stance. And the 1-1 pitch inside, two balls and one strike. Derek Barton's at first for the A's. Rosales at second. At short is Pennington. Kuzman off at third. Landon Powell behind the plate. 
And left is Patterson. And center Rajay Davis. Ryan Sweeney's in right. And the 2-1 pitch is outside. A close pitch, a fastball. Now it's 3-1. Three balls and one strike to Gabe Kapler. Two out. Nobody on. Ninth inning. Bartlett's on deck. And Braden turns. He throws. And it's swung on a ground ball to short. Taken there. Pennington's got it. He throws. A perfect game! Dallas Braden has thrown a perfect game! The A's have beaten Tampa Bay 4-0. The kid from Stockton has done it for the A's. Our 26th straight. Well, there's no doubt it has been a special evening. Yankee fans are on their feet. Here is Estiuri Ruiz. As the bitch is swung on, hit on one off to Donaldson. Donaldson to first. He has done it. Domingo Herman has won the 24th perfect game in Major League history. And he is being mobbed by his teammates. Incredible. A perfect game for Herman. From the first pitch of the ball game, Domingo Herman showed you things were working well. Fastball, curveball, changeup. Everything was on its best behavior tonight for Domingo Herman. I'm going to tell you, Domingo Herman will go on to continue to have great outings, great games. But this is a moment in time that he will never forget. And his life from this day forward will never, ever be the same. As you can attest to, my friend. I am having such a problem at work. This is the second time this month I have had two computers down. And I can't get my computer company to come to the office and fix them. I think they are too busy with other bigger companies. You know, I was having the same problem until we met Cortland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office. Wow, that would be great. It is such a disruption when the computers are not working properly. I need somebody that can come out, see what's wrong, and fix it. On our first meeting, they surveyed our network for security, identified some problem areas, and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware, ransomware, and all of the other threats that are on the internet these days. They have been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years, and they have an a rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at CortlandComputerServices.com or by phone at 732-356-8860. 732-356-8860. CortlandComputerServices.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Baseball Lifer podcast and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of computer services. Back with you on the Baseball Lifer podcast. Now, this is the segment where we've had guests for the last several months. And in fact, when this podcast originally went up, we did have a guest, but he has asked me to take down the episode with his interview, which I had done. You're going to hear something different that I came up with. In our opening, you heard the end of Dallas Braden's perfect game. 
And then you heard him calling the end of Domingo Herman's perfect game, which happened on Wednesday night, the 28th of June. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a taste of perfect games through the years. The earliest perfect games were pitched way before there was radio, as early as 1880. There was one by Charlie Robertson of the White Sox in 1922, but radio was in its infancy then, and it was still two more years before Hal Totten would bring regular day-by-day baseball broadcasting to Chicago. And Detroit would be further behind with Ty Tyson and Harry Heilman. They would be doing day-by-day broadcasts in the 30s. So Charlie Robertson was the last man to throw a perfect game, which was not broadcast. So now we come to modern times, 1956. And by then there was both television and radio. This is the World Series, Game 5, 1956. Don Larson had gotten pounded in Game 2 by the Brooklyn Dodgers. So this is Game 5 at Yankee Stadium. Don Larson on the mound. You're going to hear first the end from TV in a very, very young Vin Scully. And then you'll hear the radio ending of Don Larson's perfect game with the veteran Washington Senator's voice, Bob Wolf. to leave early. Man, he's missing the greatest. Two strikes and a ball. Mitchell waiting. Stands deep. Feet close together. Larson is ready. Gets the sign. Two strikes, ball one. Here comes the pitch. Strike three. A no hitter. A perfect game for John Larson. Yogi Berra. Runs out there. He leaps on Larson. And he's swarmed by his teammates. Listen to this crowd roar. Bob Wolf on the radio side for Mutual. Before that, Don Larson's perfect game, as Vin Scully described it on television in 1956. You'll hear from Vin Scully again. He's handled several perfect games in his wonderful career. We don't have all of them. Oh, I wish we did. We do have one more. The next perfect game after Don Larson was eight years later. It was Father's Day, 1964, June 21st. Jim Bunning of the Philadelphia Phillies facing the Mets. And even as bad as the Mets were, this still counts as a perfect game. 
Now, the sound is rough. I have to warn you about that. When you collect these games, you take what you can get sound-wise. If you can do some fixing, you do it. But there's just not a thing anybody I know could do with the sound. Lindsay Nelson describes the end of Jim Bunning's perfect game against the Mets. Jim Bunning gets the ball now, walks back behind the rubber again, goes to the rattle bag. Lindsay Nelson describing the end of Jim Bunning's perfect game in 1964 on the Baseball Lifer podcast doing a show about perfect games. We had one Wednesday night by Domingo Herman, so we're letting you hear some sounds of baseball perfection. You talk about baseball for perfection, you're talking about Sandy Koufax. Sandy, on September 9th, 1965, was facing the Cubs at Dodger Stadium. Harvey Keene was the batter. And as rough as that quality was on the last recording, what you're about to hear is smooth as silk. The Los Angeles Dodgers made a promotional record of the top half of inning number nine of that perfect game. And they either gave it away or sold it to their fans at the concession. And somebody gave my broadcast partner a copy of that record on loan for me to copy it and add it to my vault. So this is Vin Scully describing the end of Sandy Koufax's perfection in 1965. Sandy backs off, mops his forehead, runs his left index finger along his forehead, dries it off on his left hand leg. All the while, Keen just waiting. Now Sandy looks in. Into his windup and the 2-1 pitch to Keen. Swung on and missed, strike two. It is 9.46 p.m. Two and two to Harvey Keene. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed the perfect game. On the scoreboard in right field, it is 9.46 p.m., in the city of the Angels, Los Angeles, California. And a crowd of 29,139. Just sitting in to see the only pitcher in baseball history to hurl four no-hit, no-run games. He has done it four straight years, and now he capped it on his fourth no-hitter. He made it a perfect game. And Sandy Koufax, whose name will always remind you of strikeouts, did it with a flourish. He struck out the last six consecutive batters. So when he wrote his name in capital letters in the record books, that K stands out even more than the O-U-F-A-X. Vince Scully with the end of Sandy Koufax's perfecto in 1965. The Dodgers would go on to beat the Twins in the World Series that year. 
So forward we go to 1968. There's a brand new team in Oakland, the A's. They've moved from Kansas City. There were only about 6,000 fans in the crowd on the night I'm going to talk about in May of 68 when Jim Catfish Hunter faced the Minnesota Twins. Their batter was Rich Reese and the broadcaster for the Oakland A's, whose voice you're about to hear is a story all by himself. His name is Al Helfer. Al was doing baseball broadcasting as early as the Second World War. He worked with all three New York teams, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Giants. He did hundreds of games on Mutual on their Game of the Day broadcasts. That lasted a good 10 years. He worked with Dizzy Dean for a while until Dizzy gave it over entirely to television. So Al was still broadcasting in 1968, approaching the quarter century mark, when he saw Jim Catfish Hunter throw his perfect game, and it sounded something like this. So the tension mounts here at the Coliseum. And what tension there is here, too, tonight before 6,298. We've come in here to see a magnificent pitching performance by Jim Catfish Hunter. Slaps that ball into his glove, and Pagliaroni gets down on the crouch to pump the sign. There's the mitt coming up as a target now after the sign has been pumped. Hunter rears back the 2-2 pitch. Fastball swung on the pump back foul again. Five times, Rich Reese has pumped that ball back foul. Two down, top of the ninth inning, nobody on. Four to nothing in favor of the A's. Jim Hunter, here he comes again with the 3-2 delivery. Fastball late in there. Great plane, the boy is six to no hitter. He is being mobbed. Jim Catfish Hunter did not allow one man to get the first base tonight against the Minnesota Twins. He pitched a perfect ball game and goes into the record book tonight of the immortals who have stood out on that diamond and have been able to mold the opposition down. Right now, his teammates have hoisted him to their shoulders and they're carrying him to the dugout. And you can well imagine how this young man feels. The Oakland A's Al Helfer calling the finish of Jim Catfish Hunter's perfect game in 1968. There would be several different presidents in this country before there would be another perfect game. Lyndon Johnson was in office the night of Catfish Hunter's perfect game. He would soon be out of office and Richard Nixon would be elected. He would be followed by Gerald Ford, then Jimmy Carter, and then Ronald Reagan. And he was president in May of 1981. The Indians hosted the Toronto Blue Jays. Len Barker was on the mound. He'd been drafted in 1973 and hadn't done much of anything special until this night, the 15th of May. The Blue Jays were in town. Ernie Witt was the pinch hitter with 26 up and 26 down. And describing the action, you have the former pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers, Herb Score, and Nev Chandler. The voice of Ned Chandler is the first voice you will hear. Then you'll hear Herb score as we listen to the end of the Indians-Toronto game of May 15, 1981. Herb just doing some checking here. The last pitcher in the major leagues to retire all 27 men that he faced without anyone getting a hit was Catfish Hunter. And that came 13 years ago on May 8, 1968. Oakland against Minnesota. 
You should see the crowd down on that field next to the Indian dugout of reporters, TV cameras. Down to low. Ball one and a strike. I cannot recall Parker going to a ball three count on a batter tonight, Herb. I, he may have I a one or two. I was thinking about it a while ago, and I, I really don't remember. I know he went 2-0 and oh on one right. here, but I cannot remember 3-1 and one or 3-0. and oh. Two strikes, one oh. ball, ninth yes. inning. Len Barker on the verge of really base, uh, one of the great games in baseball history. This place is bedlam, Herb. It is absolutely pandemonium here at the stadium. Len Barker getting a sign from Ron Hesse. Ernie Witt stands in. Wind up. Here it comes. Fly ball, center field. Manning coming on. He's there. He catches it. Len Barker has pitched the no-hitter. A perfect game for Len Barker. And the stands erupt. The players go out. Len Barker being surrounded on the field. He has made baseball history here tonight. Len Barker has pitched a perfect ball game. Faces 27 men. Retired them all. 11 strikeouts, and Len Barker being mobbed on the field. Herb Score describing the end of Len Barker's perfect game, and Nev Chandler had it exactly right, as it turned out. Pitcher Len Barker had never gone to three balls on any hitter in that ball game. So fast forward 17 years, and you have May 17th of 1998. The Yankees hosting the Minnesota Twins. David Wells was the pitcher that afternoon. Now, I lived in St. Paul at that time, and when I didn't have anything to do, I would record either a Twins game or a Brewers game, both of which we could hear where we lived. And this day, this Sunday, I happened to be recording the Twins broadcast of this ball game. I was later able to get a copy of the Yankee broadcast. And this is when the internet was brand new and recordings from the internet did not sound as smooth as they do now. So the first thing you'll hear is John Sterling and Michael Kay of the Yankees from that recording that I got. And then from what I recorded personally, the Twins broadcast from WCCO and John Gordon will be at the mic on that one so we'll hear both renderings of david wells perfecto strikeout number 11 there's one out to go for a perfect game imagine the pressure one out away from immortality not many people have done this one previous yankee don larson in the world series and what a stage here at the home office for baseball a near capacity crowd and everyone on their feet it is great stage it's a Sunday afternoon in New York, and there are 50,000 people here. Here's Pat Mears, the pitch. Foul back, fastball. He fouled it back to the screen. Mears is a very good hitter. So if Wells is going to get it, he's going to earn it. Bernie Williams plays a step around the left. The 0-1. Swung on. He's going to get it. Popped up to right field. O'Neal near the line. He makes the catch. David Wells. David Wells has pitched a perfect game. 27 up, 27 down. Baseball immortality for David Wells. And the Yankees win. The Yankees win. 
Strike three, and Valentin's tagged out. 26 in a row by David Wells. Oh, what a performance here. Here in the ninth inning, he has retired shave and a fly ball to right, and now has Valentin for his 11th strikeout of the game, and he's one out away from baseball history. Becoming the 14th man in the history of the game to pitch a perfect game. Wells to Mears. It looks like he might do it, folks. Fly ball to right. David Wells has pitched a perfect game. 27 up, 27 down. David Wells has no hit the Minnesota Twins in a Yankee win here today. This crowd of 49,820 going absolutely wild for David Wells and his teammates mobbing him just off to the right of the pitcher's mound. So from May of 1998, how the Yankees and the Twins both described the end of David Wells' perfect game. You're listening to the Baseball Lifer podcast on Wardlow here. In lieu of a guest, we're doing a show about the sound of baseball perfection. Baseball perfect games through the years, which I've managed to acquire. Some have happened that I have not gotten hold of. I don't have Mike Witt's perfect game with the Angels. I don't have Tom Browning's perfect game with the Reds, which Vin Scully called that also, because it was the Reds against the Dodgers. And I don't have the Expos against the Dodgers when Dennis Martinez threw a perfect game. Again, Vince Scully was on the call for the Dodgers on that one. That's a game I might have gotten because I lived in Pompano Beach at that time, just a few miles from West Palm Beach, and there was a West Palm Beach radio station that broadcast the Expos every now and again. And this Sunday game with Dennis Martinez pitching it was broadcast on that local station, and I might have gotten that for my collection, but this time I was asleep at the switch. And by the time I woke up, I had found out that Dennis Martinez had thrown a perfecto. And that was in 1991, well before the internet and recordings on demand. The next sound you're going to hear is one I was able to get off the internet. By 1999, I'd gotten my first computer and I'd sort of figured out how to record a game on the computer. This one is David Cohn, also for the Yankees. Yogi Berra Day was declared that day, and Yogi was at the ballpark, and Don Larson was at the ballpark. The Expos were in town, the Yankees were the host, and David Cohn was a rude host indeed, throwing a perfect game at the Montreal Expos. John Sterling was at the mic. Cohn has been killing the right-hand hitters with sliders down and away all day. The last out of Wells' perfect game, a fly ball to right. The last out of Larson's, a strikeout. It'll be a 1-1 pitch. He pops him up. He's going to get it. Grosius down from third. Grosius makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. The third time works like a charm. It is the third perfect game in Yankee Stadium history. John Lawson in 56. David Wells in 98. David Cole in 99. 
27 up, 27 down. David Cohn has attained baseball immortality. To give you a feel for the world in 1998 and 1999, the ending of David Wells' perfect game and then the ending of David Cohn's perfect game were used on my answering machine and I believe also on Chuck Manka's answering machine. That's before we all had voicemail built into the system. You had to go out and buy an answering machine. So following David Cohn's perfect game in 1999, we fast forward five years. This one was played in Atlanta. The Arizona broadcasters were Greg Schulte and Ken Phelps. And it's kind of funny that Ken Phelps keeps calling his partner governor, which is very unusual, kind of a British means of address. And Randy Johnson is the pitcher. Eddie Perez of the Braves is the batter. And the end of Randy Johnson's perfect game sounded something like this. Johnson leading two to nothing. No Braves base runners to this point. 25 up, 25 down. The wind of the one-two. Strike recall. 26 up, 26 down. Two outs for the ninth. And here is Eddie Perez. He's going to bat for Mike Hampton. And now everybody at Turner Field on their feet. Randy Johnson now palm of the rubber. Eddie Perez at the plate. Right-handed hitter. The pinch hitter for Bobby Cox. Johnson looks in. He's got his side. The big unit ready. Now the 2-2 pitch. He struck him out. Perfection. Randy Johnson. A perfect game. On this Tuesday night, May 18th. And his teammates rush out of the field to mob the big unit. What a way to start a road trip, huh, Governor? Uh, the perfect ball game pitched by Randy Johnson, probably the best left-hander to see the mound in who knows how many years. But what a performance tonight. His teammates needed that big lift right there by the big unit. What a great ball game. David Cohn, the last to draw a perfect game in the Major Leagues, July 18, 1999. The last National League perfect game tossed by Dennis Martinez for Montreal at Los Angeles, July 28, 1991. From KTAR in Phoenix, Arizona, from 2004, the end of Randy Johnson's perfecto against the Atlanta Braves. So another five years go by until the next perfect game happens. That one I don't have. I can't explain how I don't have it. Mark Burley pitched it for the White Sox in 2009, but one way or another, I didn't latch on to that ball game. The next one I've got was the year later, in 2010, May the 9th. The pitcher for the Phillies was Doc Halliday, Roy Doc Halliday. He was christened Doc by the Toronto broadcasters. Roy pitched for them for a number of years before going over to the Phillies. With the Phillies, he achieved baseball perfection on May 9th, 2010. And Scott Fransky, the Phillies broadcaster, described it this way. One ball and one strike. The count on right-handed hitting Ronnie Paulino. Halliday winds in the pitch. Swing and a foul tip. He's a strike away. One and two the count. Halliday takes the baseball back. Steps back up onto the mound, tucks the baseball 
in his right hand, now into the glove, holds it in front of the letters, nods yes, the wind, the one-two pitch, swing and a ground ball, left side, Castro's got it, spins, throws, he got him, a perfect game for Roy Halladay! 27 up and 27 down. Halliday is mobbed at the mound as the Phillies celebrate perfection tonight in Miami. They stream out of the bullpen from the left field line and they mob Halliday to the right of the mound. Roy Halliday has retired all 27 Marlins. You heard Scott Fransky describing the end of Doc Halliday's perfecto in. 2010, Doc was tragically killed in a private plane crash some years later. You're listening to the Baseball Lifer podcast. We're listening to the sounds of baseball perfection. Now, this is the least likely of men to throw a perfect game. Philip Umber of the Chicago White Sox facing the Seattle Mariners in Seattle. Now, remember that. It's in Seattle, but the announcer, Ed Farmer, got so rattled that he said the game was in Chicago. Now, Ed Farmer and Darren Jackson from April 21st, 2012, Chicago White Sox at Seattle Mariners, and Philip Umber on the verge. Infield back. Rem of the infield. Ramirez, the shortstop, and Beckham plays in short right. They play deep in the outfield. Deuce of Wild, the 2-2 to Ryan outside, 3-2. If you're going to get it, you're going to have to earn it. That's plain and simple. Nothing is given to you, and Umber knows that better than anyone. 4-0 Sox, 9 hits, zeros across for the Mariners. Two outs, ninth inning. Does he stay with the pitch? It's been his bread and butter all day. The breaking ball. No question. Everybody up all the way around this ballpark. The 3-2 umber pitch. Strike three called. Ball gets away from Persinski. He's pitched a perfect game. Umber has pitched a perfect game here at U.S. Cellular Field on Saturday afternoon. They mob him between the mound and home plate. His first win this year is a perfecto. He struck out nine and faced 27. Ed Farmer and Darren Jackson. And Ed Farmer saying the game happened at U.S. Cellular Field, which was the name of the White Sox baseball grounds at that time. But they played that one in Seattle. Philip Umber threw the perfect game that day. 2012 was a good year for perfect games. There were three of them, and we've got all of them. The next one took place on June the 13th in San Francisco. John Miller, sadly, was not on the microphone that day. This one was handled entirely by Dave Fleming. The Astros were in town playing the San Francisco Giants. Matt Kane was on the mound. And Dave Fleming putting a personal touch on the very beginning of this sound that we're going to hear from Matt Kane's perfect game. Kane's wife, Chelsea, is here at the ballpark tonight and hoping... One and one, the count to Castro. Two outs of the ninth inning. Kane with the pitch, and it is strike two call. He's one strike away from perfection. And now, Giants fans are just losing their minds. One and two. 
Lane with that look of determination. Starts his windup, his one-two pitch is grounded toward third. Arias has it, stumbles, throws to first, and he did it! Matt Cain is the first pitcher in the 128 years of the Giants franchise to pitch a perfect game. Now, think about that. Think about what Dave Fleming just said from the 1880s until 2012. Nobody on the Giants in New York or San Francisco had thrown a perfect game. Not Big Six, Christy Mathewson, who was immortalized in song. Not King Carl Hubble, not Iron Joe McGinnity. Not Gaylord Perry, the spitball artist, once they went out to San Francisco. Not one Marichal. Nope. None of them threw a perfect game. Matt Cain did for the San Francisco Giants, the second perfect game of 2012. In the last perfect game of 2012, and the last until this past Wednesday night, was a perfect game on August 15th, 2012. This again was in Seattle. The Tampa Bay Rays were in town facing the Mariners. Felix Hernandez was on the mound and describing it for the Mariners on KIRO. Rick Riz. The windup and the one-two pitch. Swing and a ground ball to short, charging Ryan. Brendan's got it. Toss the first, got him. 26 in a row. Retired by Hernandez. Two outs for the Rays here in the top half of the ninth inning. Felix Hernandez surrounded by 21,000 plus. But he is all alone on top of that mound right now. Sean Rodriguez at two and two. And now one strike away from baseball history. Hernandez looks in. The windup and the 2-2 pitch. Strike three called. Felix Hernandez pumps his arms in the air. Felix has just thrown the first perfect game in Seattle Mariners history. He's being mobbed by his teammates behind the mound. He's done it. He's done it. Felix Hernandez, a no-hit perfect game. The first in Mariner history. The fourth no-hitter in Mariner history. Holy smokes. What a performance by King Felix this afternoon. He's done it. Hugs from his teammates. Unbelievable. Felix Hernandez, 27 up and 27 down. A perfect game. one nothing win over the Tampa Bay Rays. On the Baseball Lifer podcast, Don Wardlow here. With no guest on this episode, we're... Without a guest on this episode, we've been letting you hear the sounds of baseball's perfect games from Don Larson in 1956 until last Wednesday night. We opened up with Dallas Braden throwing his perfect game in 2010 and then calling one on Wednesday night with the Oakland A's television crew. And we're going to let you hear that again as we wrap this segment up. And when we've done that, we will have a word from our sponsors. And then we'll wrap up this special episode of the Baseball Lifer podcast. So again, from 2010, Dallas Braden ending a perfect game and then calling one this past Wednesday night, June 28th. Deep in the box, a slightly open stance. 
And the 1-1 pitch. Inside, two balls and one strike. Derek Barton's at first for the A's. Rosales at second. At short is Pennington. Kuzman off at third. Landon Powell behind the plate. And left is Patterson. In center, Rajay Davis. Ryan Sweeney's in right. And the 2-1 pitch is outside. A close pitch, a fastball. Now it's 3-1. Three balls and one strike to Gabe Kapler. Two out, nobody on. Ninth inning. Bartlett's on deck. And Braden turns. He throws. And it's swung on a ground ball to short. Taken there. Pennington's got it. He throws. A perfect game! Dallas Braden has thrown a perfect game! The A's have beaten Tampa Bay 4 to nothing. The kid from Stockton has done it for the A's. Our 26 straight. Well, there's no doubt it has been a special evening. Yankee fans are on their feet. Here is Estiuri Ruiz. As the pitch is swung on, and one off to Donaldson. Donaldson to first. He has done it. Domingo Herman has won the 24th perfect game in Major League history. And he is being mobbed by his teammates. Incredible. A perfect game for Herman. From the first pitch of the ball game, Domingo Herman showed you things were working well. Fastball, curveball, changeup. Everything was on its best behavior tonight for Domingo Herman. I'm going to tell you, Domingo Herman will go on to continue to have great outings, great games. But this is a moment in time that he will never forget. And his life from this day forward will never, ever be the same. As you can attest to, my friend. I'm having such a problem at work. It's the second time this month. I've got two computers down, and I can't get my computer repair company to come to the office to fix them. I think they are too busy with other bigger companies to help us. You know, I was having the same problem until we met Cortland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office. Wow, that would be great. It is such a disruption when our computers are not working properly. I need someone who can see what's wrong and fix it. On our first meeting, they surveyed our network for security, identified some problem areas, and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware, ransomware, and all of the other threats that are on the internet these days. They've been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years, and they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at CortlandComputerServices.com or by phone at 732-356-8860. 732-356-8860, CortlandComputerServices.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Baseball Lifer podcast and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of services. Back on the Baseball Lifer podcast, Don Wardlow here again. Next week, I'm going to do a special about the All-Star game, and then season one will be over. We're going to run some encore shows, some of the better, older shows from the series, like our Hall of Fame show. That's going to be an encore. We're going to encore some other favorite shows of mine. Hopefully, they were favorites of yours. If you haven't heard them, lean back and enjoy them.
They'll be out on Fridays, just like our regular shows. And then season two of the Baseball Lifer podcast, hopefully with fresh new guests, will begin the first Friday after Labor Day. It'll be encore shows starting July 14th and going through the first Friday after Labor Day when I bring you the beginning of season two. Now, in line with our show, the All-Star Game show, I'm going to ask an All-Star Game trivia question right now, and I'm going to answer it next week on the Baseball Lifer All-Star Game podcast. And then I'm going to let you hear some highlights from All-Star Games of years gone by, back in the days when the All-Star Game really meant something to the players who were playing it, the managers who were managing it, and everybody involved. So here is the All-Star Game trivia question. Send me your answer at this email address, don at thebaseballlifer.com. So that's my first name, Don, at thebaseballlifer.com. So here's the question. What was the reason behind the first All-Star Game? There was a very specific reason. Why was the first All-Star Game played? I don't know how many years the original premise was used for the All-Star Game. But I do know what the reasoning was behind the first All-Star game in Chicago in 1933. Answer me on this email, don at thebaseballlifer.com. So we've heard the Domingo Herman exclusive. We heard the end of Dallas Braden throwing a perfect game in 2010. And then Braden with Johnny Dosco on the Oakland A's television broadcast from Wednesday night when Domingo Herman threw a perfect game against the Oakland A's. So next week is the All-Star Game Baseball Lifer. Until then, have a good week. (laughs) 